0: It's as surely by now all the mothers are tired of their son's names held in the sour mouths of men who find it easy to use the word sacrifice as if it were a holy thing. The bone of it splintering, the seeping of it, the red of it darkening the skin of the earth, the noise of the scream, the smell. As if it could ever sound the same as new breath, as a hand closing around a finger, the way that mothers say, look, look at the train, the plane, the automobile, all the places you will go to someday, all the dreams that I have sewn into this hem of your coat, the way my hips will never be the same shape after you left my body. And now, now they have come to give me this word, sacrifice. There is nothing I can do with this word. It does not sound like your name at all. And all the men with sour mouths say amen. That was a poem written recently by Liesl Graham again. And she says she knows that there's a layer of both anger and anguish under it. I read it to you today to remind us that the cost of war, even one so far away, is very, very real. Welcome. I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Today, we're doing the, the things going on in our world portion of that statement. This is episode 193, and we are going to pray today for Ukraine. But before we begin, as always, we're going to begin with worship. And we have two verses this morning for that. The first one is Psalm 125:2, and it says, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. And Isaiah seven fourteen says, she will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And so that is with the worship today, worshiping God for his surrounding us, his with us-ness. All right, so let's pray. Father, mountains are on all sides of Jerusalem protecting the city. And we know that you surround your people uh, when these words were written. As we read them, you surround your people and it will always be so forevermore. This is a faithfulness thing, a constancy on your part. You surround your people. You are Emmanuel, God with us. And we know that as we begin to pray through this traumatic situation in our world, uh, that you are with us, but you are also with your people in the Ukraine. And I, I, I. I worship you for that. I honor you for that today. I'm so grateful for that about you, that no matter what deepest, darkest valley of death that we walk through, you are with us. You comfort us. You surround us. You protect us. And I pray for that realization to be both in our minds and in the minds of the people of the Ukraine. In Jesus name. Amen. All right. All right. So for those of you who weren't with me when this podcast was born. Uh, Here is a little bit of our origin story. In mid-March of 2020, I think it was the 13th, the world was shutting down. Basically everything closed. I felt, and a lot of other people felt helpless. I wasn't a necessary frontline worker. I wasn't a part of the medical field. I couldn't do anything to help The people of the world cope with this thing that had been forced upon us. I felt that other than sew masks, which I was doing, I couldn't do anything important. But I knew that I could pray. I knew I could create a space that people could come together to pray. And so that's what we did. We began to gather to pray at that time. It was every single day. And we prayed for mostly current events. And so it would, we would choose one thing to pray for. For the first months and months, it was simply about the pandemic. And as other things came up, I know we prayed um, about racial tensions. We prayed about race riots. We prayed about um, uh, George Floyd and um, all, all different kinds of things like that that happened around us that affected the collective uh, group of humanity, basically. And we would choose different topics for the pandemic. One day we would uh, pray for children. One day we would pray for schools. One day we would pray for uh, healthcare workers. Um, We would pray for wisdom. We would pray for uh, the people, the scientists working on the vaccines, all of that. We would just pray for a different topic and use scripture as the basis. Well, today I find myself in a similar situation, having a heart that aches over things going on in our world, but having no outlet to physically do very much about it. Although I will post... Um, a couple of resources in the comments about ways uh, that uh, individuals who feel this way could help. One of the first ways is not to be uh, giving out information that you've heard without verifying it. And so I'm not going to give you a bunch of facts today. Normally I would introduce this section with uh, a number of statistics or facts or information, but But we can pray today without doing that. So we're going to take a break from our topic, uh, which we may have reached the end of anyway, and pray for Ukraine and her people. And we have, I have one, two, three, I think four different kinds of verses. Uh, The first group uh, has three different verses. Daniel 2.21, he changes the times and the years. He, speaking God, he takes kings away and puts kings in power. He gives wisdom to wise men and much learning to men of understanding. Psalm 75 7 says, but it is God who executes judgment, putting down one, lifting up another. And Job 42 2 says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. So this idea that God is ultimately has control over the governments, ultimately puts kings in power and pulls them out. Ultimately, he has control and that nothing he decides to do will be thwarted. However, we see men at work uh, shifting things on their own. Anyway, I'm going to stop. I keep wanting to dig into commentary, and I don't want to do that today. I want to pray today. So let's get to that. Father, we know you say that you change the times and years. You take kings away and you put others out. What we see right now is men's aggression. We see Russia and Putin invading another country, acting as an aggressor, and creating the devastation of war, and we ask for your intervention. Uh, we ask for you to to do to do that thing to put. <laughs> I want to ask for to put righteous men in place as leaders in those two nations, both in Ukraine and Russia. Knowing that we speak this not from a place of righteousness, our own whatever country we're listening from, there are probably men in power who are not righteous. So it's not as if this is a like ours but it's a a lift up righteousness in this time all over the world. We pray that you would uh, put good people in place to lead over others at all levels. But particularly in this conflict, we pray that you would, if, if you have decreed that Russia is going to take over Ukraine, certainly we can't do anything about it, but we ask for mercy on behalf of the Ukrainian people. We ask for your intervention on behalf of their lives and their sovereign nation. We pray that You would be the one who executes judgment, that you would pull down and put up the right people. And we know that nothing that you have decided can be thwarted. So should you decide that Ukraine was going to win this war, they will win. And we pray that that would be the case. I pray that you would move in your heart to have Ukraine be victorious, to not allow not uh, this aggression to be rewarded. Pray that you would Guide us each individually in what we can do to play a part in um, supporting the dignity and the sovereignty of men. I pray that you would move us to be empathetic, to take action in whatever way you have decreed. Psalm 37, 27 through 29 says, Turn from evil and do good. Then you will dwell in the land forever. For the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. Wrongdoers will be completely destroyed. The offspring of the wicked will perish. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. Father, I am not foolish enough to believe that every person in the Ukraine is righteous and every Russian is evil or wicked. And certainly each of our countries is more complicated than that. But I pray in in this conflict, that that the offspring of the wicked will perish. I pray that you will be glorified in the land of Ukraine, that your name will be glorified, that you will become famous in the words of a songwriter in that place. I pray that you will Protect your people there, that they would dwell in their own land forever, that you would love the just and move on their behalf. Pray that all of those in the Ukraine who are your people, who walk in righteousness, who accept Christ as the sacrifice on behalf of their sin, I pray that you would protect your people. Pray that you would move the people who I know, because I know of some, you have people who escaped over the borders. And I know like right now there are groups of them feeding the refugees coming across the border. And I pray that you would continue to move in the hearts of your people over there to serve you in ways that that make them your feet and hands to others. There are so many individual stories, like each one of the, the cities and the battles and the places that are being um, bombed and shelled. Each one of those is its own story. Each person holds their own story. And I pray that you would move in the midst of every single one of those stories. Every single one, I pray that your hand would be in that place. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Father, I pray for your people and the people of Ukraine that they would feel your presence, that they would know that you are with them and that that would lend them courage and strength, that they would be doing what they do through the power of the Spirit. Certainly, you have not, uh, you know, David was a warrior. There are plenty of times in history when you have asked people to go to battle and certainly um, we prefer, we prefer, that things be peaceful and no one gets hurt. Father, I don't know your hand in this. I don't even, I I can't even pretend to comprehend the complexity of this situation, but you do. And you can move and direct and guide the things that happen. And I pray for your intervention and I pray for your mercy and your um, sense of justice in this place. I pray that you will be with the people of the Ukraine and that they would recognize and sense your power. And glorify you for that. And the last verse we have today is Micah 6.8. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. First Father, I pray that those in the Ukraine can do so. That your people, your uh, beloved, your church, acts justly, loves mercy, and walks humbly with you. Independence, obedience, and joy, which is an odd thing to ask in their situation, uh, the joy part. But Father, also those of us who are far away, those of us who are in the media, those of us who are simply on social media, those of us who are having conversations with our children over what the threat of World War III could be. Those of us who are in a place to do something, whether financially or physically, or have connections that they could do something. I I just ask you to move in each one of our hearts to respond in the way that you would have us. So find us listening and find us obedient. Help our hearts to love justice, to act justly, not simply to speak about loving justice, but to act uh, justly, to love mercy in all of its forms, and to walk humbly with you. As we leave today, that's where I want to lay it down. Help us each to learn to walk humbly with you in our own situations, but also to act justly and to love mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you so much, my friends, for being with me. If you are here in person on the broadcast, watch next week for our schedule for the week. I am hoping that I will be able to solidify it at least specifically on Monday mornings. I'm planning on trying to get to be a little bit more consistent back to consistency, but watch for that schedule to be published Sunday night or Monday morning. If you're a podcast listener, Thank you for joining us in that format. Your show you're going to find is a little bit late today because I'm not going to be able to process this for podcast until tonight or late afternoon be, beyond the couple hours after it's usually posted. So I apologize for that. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace on the Gravel Road. And my heart is, as we do this, that we can bring Scripture to bear in our own lives and in the lives of those around us and across the world through our prayers. And I beg God to answer these prayers today. and. Uh, But most of all, uh, no matter how he chooses to answer, I pray that this process would draw us into a deeper love relationship with God. Amen.